0: Welcome back to Retail Therapy. My name is Will DeFries. my co-host in the studio with me, Barrett Dudley. Barrett, how's it going today?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for today's episode.
0: It's our first time. First time. We've never done this before. Today's episode is going to be completely comprised of topics and or questions sent in from Retail Therapy listeners. And guess what? Barrett, I didn't even put it on the Sunday Scaries Instagram feed for questions. Wow. I only did the retail therapy feed. There were so lots. if you submitted one, you have a much higher chance of getting selected. This is great for yeah. everybody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm very impressed with the, uh, with the number of questions and submissions that we received, even though half of them did what were basically about the, the, the first thing that we're going to touch on today. But, you know, that's, when there's a trend, there's a trend. And that's,
0: that's okay. That makes it easy. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I mean, uh, Barrett. When I woke up this morning, it was in the 60s in Austin, Texas.
1: Wow! How about it that? Fir- it
0: was my first real taste of being like, huh? Okay. Did okay. you
1: immediately throw on like a crew neck sweatshirt and get outside to 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 let the dog out?
0: No, I, I wore a t shirt and shorts out and <laughs> let the dog out wearing that and thought, you know what? This could have been a good time to t- take a nice little, uh, you know, quarter zip or crew neck for a mm-hmm. for a, a little, test drive, a spin. Yeah, <laughs> but but I didn't do so, unfortunately. Um, I mean. Uh, full disclosure: I'm in full mail-in mode at this point. Like this is this is the second to last recording I think I have to do before going to Italy for ten days. Yeah. And so I I'm still having a hard time transitioning into fall, uh, despite what my brain is trying to get me to do.
1: Yeah, you've you've got to. Plus, right now you're in the you're in the mode where you have to like sheath all of the the fits that you want to get off because you you just you're pretty much just bottling them up for for vacay, right?
0: I mean, I'm trying, but the 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 debacle that we discussed during the last yeah, episode is yeah. is uh, it's all coming to fruition at this point. I can confirm that I will be at 100 percent not checking luggage, no checkbacks. Okay, um, and I can also confirm that when I took out my my larger carry on from away, it was a little smaller looking than I what I remembered. <laughs> it was a little smaller looking.
1: Yeah, um, n- not not sponsored content at, at the moment. I love my away suitcase, mm-hmm. but. It, it's not the best rollerboard if what you're looking for is like space maximization.
0: But what is nice about them is that they are so light. They're very light. That like they you- they,
1: they, they look good. They,
0: I mean, they do have like a really nice compression tool mm-hmm. uh, on them as well. But my brother-in-law made a good point the other day. He was he was not talking about carrying one on. He was talking about checking, and he was like, "Yeah, if you get one of those nice Toomey bags, he's like, you're seven pounds in before you've even right. packed anything in there, yeah. and that's a lot if you have a kid or if you're just trying to pack a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh." They stick to that fifty pound limit. Tell you what,
0: I got, I got a nice, I got some nice help from a uh, from a nice young lady at the counter recently. Yeah, she looked down and she, she got, let it slide, and she and I thought, I th- I think she could tell that I was just going to break down crying if she would have <laughs> told me I had to take something out, and she just goes, uh, okay. And just got it out of there. It's like, thank you for your service. Yeah. Te- you
1: know, technically, we fly a lot of Southwest, I imagine, you, you and I both. Yes. They allow you two
0: free checked bags. Correct. So shouldn't their limit on your first bag be 100 mm-hmm. pounds? Well, I think, it's, I think it, the worry is the, the well-being of their, their staff and the lifting of okay. the bags. That, that's fair. That, that's fair. But can't you just have one person that can lift like hundred pounds that says, "Oh, I see that like bright orange tag on that bag. Let's do that."
1: Not, I mean, not,
0: not anymore. Not with the staffing shortages that they've all got going on. Seriously, know? that's why I'm that's why I'm in this trouble in the first place. But yep, um, I will be I will be posting a photo of my completely packed thing, and this garment bag is going to be stretched to its <laughs> limit. Yeah. Be- Before we get into today's questions, let's get some uh, stuff out of the way. If you haven't already, go listen to our episode from Tuesday. On Jerry Seinfeld and Kith, the unexpected drop of the fall. Barrett and I did a little mini so to go. Please go check that out. Additionally, um, go follow everything on Instagram at Sunday Scaries or at Sunday.scaries, I'm sorry, at retail.pod, at Barrett Dudley, at will to freeze. Go make it happen. It's the easiest way to get uh, in touch with us. It's the easiest way to follow along and get new episode drops, everything. Uh, furthermore, we have listener companions dropping at willdefreeze.substack.com, and we also have a brand new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Sunday Podcast, Randy? Link once if I'm right. <laughs> it's in the description of this episode, uh, but all of our episodes of Retail Therapy are on that channel. Go check them out. Barrett is very good at working the uh, desktop presenter, so you can always see the things that we're tra- talking about. He's usually pretty good at keeping up with uh, everything we're doing. So yeah. go check that out and make it happen. Barrett, before we get into today's questions, mm-hmm, I have a question mm-hmm. that's more of a self-serving one because I just want to know. Yeah. Have yeah. you made any fall purchases thus far? Um, I,
1: yes and no. Not, I, I've not made any like like this is my fall. You know, this is something that I'm really stoked about purchase. I, I grabbed the um, from, from, uh, from ALD Drop One. Ding. Sorry, Randy. Ding. Uh, th- by the way, I, n- we've, we have not been praised for this. And uh, I would like some praise for it. We didn't mention it last episode.
0: It was one of those things where it's like <laughs> you have a perfect, pitched a perfect game. Yeah, you have a perfect game going. <laughs> you can't talk about it in the middle of the episode because then it's just all going to go down yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. And none of us even confronted it the second we got – or no, I guess Randy confronted it very shortly right after at, we recorded. Yeah, right at Had the he ends. not done that, I think we all would have walked out of there with our heads held high. Yeah, yep. yeah.
1: Um, so I, I, I did pick up the, the item called the blanket-striped chore coat. From, from Drop drop One, which, um, you know, is part of their fall collection. But as somebody told me, it feels very Santa Fe Spring. Yes. My response to that was, well, it's kind of always Santa Fe Spring in Austin, Texas. True. So I, I think that works. Um,
0: but, Jared, uh, I, for me, that was my favorite single piece out of the entire collection that they had.
1: Yeah. But, but you know, I, I've not really made any initial, like, purchases. Uh, early September is still a little early for that. I usually pr- probably towards the end of this month, maybe early October, is where I'll I'll, I'll really look to like lock something down. The other thing that I'm, I'm kind of headed into to the fall uh, with this season is that the the things that I really want are big purchases, mm-hmm. and so I'm I'm trying. To to stay dialed in to maybe make like a big splurge purchase mm-hmm. and not get distracted by, by a bunch of other little things, you know. I
0: think that's a good way to operate. Yeah, with, with fall is a season that has so many staples that and because of layering stuff like that, where yep. I feel like you can get away with re-wearing stuff from mm-hmm. years past very easily. Very easily, yeah. What what I'm kind of at the same point as you. Outside of a couple of things that I want that are maybe considered staple pieces, there's mm-hmm. a lot like most of what I would want would be something that I'm making a big splash on, and right. so I don't really see myself buying that much this year.
1: Yeah, but there's you know I, there's just there's too many jackets in my closet right now. So like outerwear, I'm not I'm not even paying attention to at the moment. Um, I, I I got a couple of really good sweaters last year that need more wear, so it's really I'm I'm more down to like. You know, I'd really like uh, some some additional boot in my collection, but 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 we're talking you know big a big purchase there. So that that's kind of what I'm what I'm keyed keyed in on. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, because it's not it's again it's not something I that I need here in Austin really. So it's definitely more in the want column.
0: Well, I have I only made one purchase. This purchase would not have gotten made had it not been for a store credit that had been lingering, and I got the cashmere hoodie. I've been wanting a cashmere hoodie from anywhere, but once ALD dropped one, I was like, this is just, it's too much. I I need to do this. I have to get it. And so I I used the store credit on, I wanted to use it on something that was like kind of a statement piece and not like something that I'm really just going to wear within the confines of my own home to stay warm and cozy. Sure. But I'm not going to beat myself up too much over it. I I don't necessarily need any statement stuff right now. not trying to make any statements.
1: Cashmere is always a good choice.
0: Yeah. I will never feel bad about using my big purchase money on something that is cashmere. It is just something I will always love wearing. It is something that will always be comfortable to me and something that will always be worth that money. And if I can use, if I can get rid of half that price with a store credit, done. Yeah. Game over. Well, without further ado, Barrett, I think it's time that we dip into some of the questions that we got from the listeners out there. Okay. Again, if you haven't done so already, go follow at retail.pod. We've been putting out more content from that uh, just as the podcast has been going for the last month or so. So let's get into it. Our first one, Barrett, what are both of your thoughts on Birkenstocks in the fall, specifically the Birkenstock Boston clogs? And additionally, on top of this was uh, someone asking about Crocs and whether or not these are back. I think this is all – in the same vein,
1: it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so I, I, I know from 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 a group text that 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 we've got that your wife has has been ready to 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 pull trig on on Burke Boston. So I w- I want to let you start because you've got the added benefit of of somebody in your life that's ready to make this this purchase.
0: She has officially gone full dropkick Murphys, and she has shipped herself off to Boston, and she has <laughs> bought the clogs. They arrived a couple days ago. Um, she seems to love them. Yeah. I mean, if, if you've ever, tried, she's been a big fan of the rubber Birkenstock sandals for a long time.
1: Yeah. yeah While yeah. I'm
0: fine with those and I actually own a pair myself that I will wear to let the dog out or run a quick errand, something like that. The, the feel of those simply does not compare to the actual like cork, leather, suede, everything that comes with the sandals or the clogs. And I think when she actually put that on for the first time and realized how comfortable that could be, I think it changed a lot for her. Uh, I only own in terms of Birkenstocks. I only own those rubber sandals that I talked about and a pair of suede sandals. I've said, and this was before spring this year that I really wanted a pair of clogs, but I need to get the sandals first. Now I need to put my money where my mouth is and I need to join the people that asked about this and actually get into some Boston clogs.
1: Yeah. The, um, so the, the bunch of questions about like you said, the clogs, Burke, Boston's in particular, whether they were, um, headed towards the, 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 the end of their run or, or whether they were, were here to stay and still like a, a good pickup for fall. The short answer is yes. I, I mean, um, the, the, in general mules, backless loafers, uh, clogs, all the, all of this type of footwear has been trending for the last several seasons. Now, um, I've pulled up the mule boys account on Instagram, which, uh, which has 35,000 followers and is essentially dedicated to covering all of the shoes of this style. I mean, everybody's doing uh, a version of this. There's performance brands like New Balance and Vans getting in on it. Uh, Yucatan is a brand I love that does a, a, a Burke Boston knockoff. I recently talked about on this podcast about picking up the um, the Isabel Marant version. Uh, there, there, there's collaborations going on. We've got the Dior Birkenstocks. Like, it, the it just it's everywhere. I mean, it's it, it's just an incredibly hot silhouette. People are done with backs on their shoes. I'm... Just get rid of the backs, get them out of my sight. And that's um and and that is absolutely still still a wave that we're
0: riding here. Do you own any backless shoes right now? So I've
1: so I did end up uh grabbing the the Isabel Marant okay. um version of a Birkenstock Boston. It okay. is nothing. It is nothing. It is a Birkenstock Boston made by Isabel Marant essentially. So the shape is slightly different. The, the suede is a bit different. The buckle's different. All those little details are, are slightly, um, changed, but I, I, I do have that pair of mules and then, um, uh, or clogs, the, 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 um, the, the other piece of this, I would say, and it's another question that we got are Crocs coming making a comeback. Um, is just that in general, the rubber, the rubber shoes. So you've got the, the, the Salehi Benberry yes. uh, pollux clogs, um, which are made by Crocs, which are one of the hottest shoes out right now. There's the Merrill hydro mocks. There's the easy foam runners. There's, uh, there the, there's, um, man, there's, there's a bunch of versions of the kind of like camping, you know, Sue Coke does one. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're EVA or rubber and they're a little sportier. Here's a Prada version. Here are the Salahi ones on the mule boys account that I, I just referenced. So Crocs falls into this as well. And, and, I, I don't know that Crocs is making a comeback. I think for the first time, they are actually in style.
0: Yeah, like they're not, it's not even a, I don't think it's even a question. Yeah. Like I see them, they're literally everywhere.
1: Yeah. Uh, they, they, I mean, Gen Z, the young kids are definitely big on Crocs. And, and now with the push from, from Salehi and, the, and this trend in general, like, like, yeah, Crocs are, I see people in Crocs all the
0: damn time. Just zero shame. I'm kind of shocked by how many people I see in Crocs. Yeah. Like I'm fine with I'm, I'm overall I'm fine with Crocs, but I'm su- kind of surprised by just some people that I see where I'm like, huh, I didn't I didn't expect for you to f- like I don't I don't want to say fall victim to because I think that slights things, but like I didn't expect you to be a domino that fell when the Crocs uh, first domino started falling. Right, like, this doesn't right. make sense to me.
1: Yeah, um, a couple of brand other other brands that I'll just shout out as far as uh, as as fate F E I T is a brand that I really like that does super high end like. Handmade leather goods and and shoes. They do one called a gardener clog, which you know is just really really cool and burly, and, and I always love the way it looks. Um, several of these brands uh, call their shoe a sabo, which I have to imagine it just, is sabba, referencing the the, the word sabo.
0: They could be. Yeah. That, that brings to the question: Why do they call it the, their backless version of their shoe is called the baba? The baba. So if it's called the sabo. Well, Man, but, these are, but those are sabas Turkish,
1: right? Aren't they? Don't they have a, a, yeah. a background yeah. in Turkey? So may, maybe it's different. But Sabo is basically the the French word for clog. Um, so 4s Designs does does a, a a really cool one that's kind of like a studded looks like you know engineered garments and uh, a Scandinavian clog had a baby, and then uh, and then Marni, a brand that that we've talked about on this podcast before, does a lot of like
0: f- full material subos that's that's so, so like, slipper to me that I don't I don't yeah. totally grasp why uh, they're really like do that. you know they they do a lot of like um
1: cow hair or uh the like just like fuzzy shearling on on theirs a lot of wild colors a lot of bright colors uh so th- th- these are certainly falling in into the trend as well and then the last thing I'll just say as far as like the trend of all of this it should be noted that J Crew is carrying Birkenstock Bostons there you go so uh, it, that tells you a couple of things. One, this has made its way all the way down to full mainstream. Correct. Um, and and what that tells you and, and this is not a hard and fast rule, but that means that that we're that we've probably just passed like the peak stylishness of mm-hmm. this item, okay? I so think that's fair. That's harsh but it's fair. It's harsh, but, harsh fair. but fair. It does not mean that it's going away. It it typically means that it's got about like I'd say anywhere between 2 to 3 years left of, of like of good wearability but it but it's certainly but it definitely means it's, you're you're n- you're no longer on the cutting edge by wearing a mule or a clog you're not going to be longer. the
0: first person to show up to a group dinner exactly. wearing uh, a mule or a birkenstock yeah. boston and,
1: and and look some of this could change like you know with with uh, with Brendan Babinzian on the uh, at the helm here for for J. Crew men's and them just kind of retooling their their whole deal they're carrying some stuff that, like, like like para boots, which are a little bit behind still. They haven't totally um, matriculated into into the mainstream. So, so maybe they're a little they're being a little bit more forward here. Uh, and and I do, I really don't mean this pejoratively. I mostly mean it to say that you should feel super comfortable approaching this. I still love the look. They go with everything. Um, my my favorite thing to to kind of which which will. Help segue into another question here that we'll have in a a minute is that I really love the look of of uh, this type of shoe with like some camp socks or like a you know Mm -hmm. some type of thicker sock and Mm -hmm. then shorts. Oh, I really like I I like now we're getting super edgy, like that kind of crunchy feel that helps you know put these into your hot weather ball wardrobe Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. don't have to be in like pants and socks and the leather
0: clog. Do you have any takes regarding uh, suede versus just your normal leather?
1: Um, I think the suede is kind of the 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 best looking, easiest go to, put them on everybody, wear them with everything, mm-hmm. especially in the lighter brown colors. Uh but I but but if you can pull off a leather, if if a black or a brown leather like really suits your wardrobe and your style, you know, more power to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of I, – I always – if I can get something suede instead of just like regular, normal leather, I would rather have something suede. Just I, I personally like the fabric. gravitate – yeah, I personally gravitate towards suede as well. Well, here's a question I have for you, Barrett. When it comes to suede sprays, when it comes to wearing a, a Boston clog out in that bad weather, if it's going to rain later in the night – how much how much faith can you actually put in those suede sprays? Cuz it's not something that I've ever messed around with, but it's something that I feel like I would very much benefit from because I used to wear like I mean my my fall and winter boot of choice used to just be a Clarks Desert boot. Mm-hmm. And I had the suede ones and then they'd get ruined and yep. and then it would just be a constant thing and I probably should have been spraying them this entire time. Yeah, uh
1: the 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 suede spray is good. You should you should spray your stuff down unless you're just going to be like super diligent and careful and, and baby the hell out of them i don't want to uh there are a bunch of different options out there i usually just like ring up nordstrom.com and just like pick whatever they have mm-hmm. but certain people definitely believe that there are superior sprays out there they're kind of all this they're all doing the same thing whether it's scotch guard or something fancy like sapphire um it, it's not going to save you in like a downpour yeah if you start if it starts pouring and you have to walk half a mile like your coat mm-hmm. but it does really help with just like If somebody spills a drink or you get caught in a light drizzle, or you got to run out to the car real quick. Like it, it, it's definitely helpful there. You should reapply every couple of months. And then the other thing that you need to kind of back up the spray is a little suede eraser and a suede brush. Okay. Any spots that you get on there, any rain, any water spots, any spills, anything like that, any dirt scuffs marks, you just take a little suede eraser. You just erase the shed of it, and then you just brush the hell out of it with the suede brush. Okay,
0: perfect. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's the answer that I needed. Baird. if you ever need help rewaxing a jacket, I will give you the hey, same, yeah. same uh, care that you just offered me. Uh, our, another, our, our next question, and I don't know if this was a widespread one, but I think it was one that falls right in our wheelhouse. How to do new school prep, a.k.a. Dirty Ivy, without looking like a frat guy in just extra large clothes? <laughs> I think this is a this is a good question. I'm interested in your take on it because I have I have a thought on it that I don't know if it'll fall in line with yours.
1: Okay, um, my answer is pretty simple.
0: It's basically don't dress like a frat guy. Yeah, like (laughs) okay, yeah, like I feel like we've gotten to the point where fraternity style. I think, especially for people that are your and my age, mm-hmm. people that are um, maybe longtime followers of things that we have done, and people that are kind of in that audience, I think that a lot of concern there just stems from your experience in college. I yes. don't think frat frats don't dress the same as they did in two thousand seven. Like that's a the good frat point. guy is not the same person, and I think that in order to have this um, kind of mental hurdle you had to have been a part of that time period when like that uber preppy stuff was in. And I don't think it is that way anymore. And so I don't think you have to worry about that as much anymore.
1: Yeah. I I think I've, that it's a great point. I don't actually know what like fraternity guys really dress like these days. I mean, I, I saw, I was just on campus recently for the football game and saw them running around and like, in general, they have the same vibe, but it's like not it, it, it's definitely less of that. Like, I'm gonna dress like a 60 year old dad,
0: yeah. It's not as many pastels, it's not as It many might be pastels. the same brands and stuff,
1: right? Um, like, if
0: you're one of these people who's worried about like looking too preppy, well, just don't go, don't do your shopping at Vineyard Vines and buy everything from Vineyard Vines, and you might look a little more like how you want to look,
1: yeah. Yeah, the the um, I, I may have talked about it on this podcast, but like the boat shoes, deck shoes will inevitably return. And it's something that I, that I personally don't think I can ever adopt again. I think, oh, yeah, because, you, they're, because they're so pigeonholed in my mind as like 2005 to 2009 frat life. In the circles, you can't get them
0: out. The circles that I observe from my couch online, the Tumblr stuff, random Instagram follows, things like that they're already doing boat shoes and tube socks again. And this was something that my buddy, we call my buddy tube socks and we've called him that forever cuz he just wore boat shoes and tube socks. And like I'm seeing it numerous places where I'm like, oh man, we're about to be in a, another tube socks boat shoes renaissance.
1: Man, yeah. Uh the other thing that I just like that I remember from from my days is is like this uh, like our listener says he, he kind of makes reference to the XL clothes. I think that's a big thing too. Like like the button-ups that we were wearing back then were you know, we're so big and baggy and like it, it, everything just like it didn't really have an intentional fit about it. Mm-mm. And so it, it, it really lent itself towards that like connotation of yeah, you're, you are dressing in a way to like to look a certain way, but not necessarily to look good in a certain way.
0: My buddy and I had a joke one summer. We had a running joke that every Thursday we'd go out. We called it oversized Oxford Thursday, and he and I would put on just a couple Oxford shirts that maybe a couple sizes too big, mm-hmm. and we would just go out and just get <laughs> hammered together. And for some reason, it became a thing. And I'll always look fondly at like an oversized Oxford shirt styled in some kind of way. But I look back on it and I'm like, yeah. What were we even thinking? Like, why was that a funny thing for us to even do?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, what's ironic is that like an like an oversized dress shirt is a bubbling trend right yeah. now. Like, um, like the, there's a brand called MF pen that, that, uh, in that throwing fits Mr. Porter, uh, their big collaboration, Mm -hmm. they, they did, they did a shirt, uh, with MF pen whose whole thing is like, you know, giant dress shirts basically. So that, but it, but it, the difference is that it's not falling into the dirty Ivy category. Your dirty Ivy category is like way more like classic, you know, vintage Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger, Oxford cloth button downs with like beat up jeans and 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 wallabies and like you know throw some weird kind of like rowing blazers amelion door type shit yeah in there to to kind of make it a little bit more punk yeah right yeah um whereas the the (laughs) oversized shirts are coming back in like this way that's that's super directional and 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 kind of and more capital F fashion
0: yes that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. I don't think I would have gotten there mentally if I tried to digest that all by myself. Yeah, you're right. Like the if you're wearing one of those oversized oxfords, you're not looking like a frat dude. You're right. you're not looking anything like a frat dude. Yeah. I mean, it's. I feel like it's just. I feel like it's so much of us just being hung up on what was, fratty, in that time mm-hmm. that it doesn't really matter these days. And like. I don't know. I mean, some of the things that I like the most are, like, those vintage pieces, those, like, old things that you get from your parents, those, um, you know, old jackets, those tattered crew necks that have been sitting in a closet forever and stuff like that. I mean, as long as it's, like, authentic in a way, you're not going to fall victim to people thinking you're, like, a frat dude. Unless you're walking around in salmon shorts, a Georgetown uh, lacrosse penny... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like, I don't know, like whatever, yeah, like boat shoes. Like yeah. then, yeah, people yeah. are going to be like, what's this guy doing? Like why is he trying to be the ultimate lax bro from that 2006 Funny or Die video? That's right. And, yeah. and, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that because that video was hilarious. But I don't know if you want to be out in public like that, especially in the fall. Um, maybe go – maybe and th- this maybe don't think of it as being Dirty Ivy. Let's just take fraternity culture out of it completely and maybe usher in some secret society and just go full English country clothing. Just do what the the rich frat dudes do and just wear like nice coats and stuff. Yeah, and
1: and that's that's uh, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it is very there. there there's this whole that, that's a very bubbling scene right now with like a lot of good shops. Whether you're shopping at End Clothing or Oi poloy like um, but you know, just a bunch out of the UK that you can fucking Drakes, you, Drakes that you can kind of follow along with, and and even if you don't purchase from from some of those more expensive places, like. That that's basically it ties right into the the kind of vintage prep that that we think about with uh with dirty ivy, with wax jackets and, you know, old school plaids mm-hmm. and comfortable trousers that you can just beat the shit out of, chinos, the the Clarks that we've talked about. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't I think this is something that you wanna be aware of when getting grass, but I don't know if it's something that you need to like structure anything around because I think that if If you, you know, if you're going to look like you were, you were dressing in 2007 at like the big party, you just know. Yeah. I think we've exhausted that one. Here's our next one. Who usually delivers on dope, super lightweight puffy jackets for fall and winter? I know the technical side of this. I can offer technical recommendations. I feel as though Barrett, you probably have a much more uh, well-versed offering when it comes to the more stylistic or as you've phrased it earlier the capital f fashion kind of side of things (laughs) because when when i see this question like my brain goes to the brands that i would wear skiing or that i would layer with and that's your patagonia's arcteryx um there's a new brand out there and i don't know how you say it it's uh a brand that's a hunting company k-u-i-u have you seen this brand i don't think i have it's a hunting company. So a lot of their stuff if you go to their website, you will be on their website and you'll see the way that it's styled, you'll see the way that it's done is a lot of like camo and stuff like that. Okay. But if you go to their mo- you go to their jackets, especially like their lightweight jackets that I think this person is referencing. Mm-hmm. Those like very much more thin down jackets that you don't have to wear in the harsh of winter, but that you'd wear when it's, you know, 50 degrees outside. They have some other earth tone colors that are very nice. It's K U I U, I don't know how to say it. Q Koo-yoo. 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 <laughs> um, But like stuff like that, that's all stuff that I know that you can vouch for because it's stuff that is proven the test of time, especially like Patagonia. You rip something, they'll either repair it or they'll send you a new jacket and then they'll re reuse the jacket that you sent in. I mean, there's all the reason in the world to go with those companies that offer a lifetime warranty like Patagonia, like Filson. You can always trust their down stuff and, and make that work. But again, I think Barrett's going to have a little different idea than oh, I do.
1: Well, I, I, you know, I selected this question to, to basically give this exact answer that, that you started off with. Like the very obvious answer is to to go with Patagonia or Arcteryx. Uh, I've never heard of somebody getting an Atom piece from that's A-T-O-M from Arcteryx uh, and n- not saying it was like the best jacket they've ever had
0: basically as, as somebody who has uh owned a vest in this and a jacket in this i l- absolutely love them both and the one thing that kills me is that since i have lost my weight during the pandemic uh my vest no longer fits the way that it should it is much too large on me and it's i'm at the point where i think i have to go just buy a smaller size because i absolutely yeah. love the adam lt line of everything yeah so there's Paris. a hoodie
1: there's a vest i pulled up the 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 uh col the collar or the, the non hoodie version, um, just a, you know, standard funnel neck collar basically. And, uh, yeah, the, because the question said like who delivers on it, right? Like yeah. that, that's where my brain is going to, I, I will bring up some other stuff. Shameless plug here for Howler brothers. Um, the voltage full zip that we do is like that color is, uh, was like probably one of the pieces I wore most last year because it's lightweight, uh, and, and, but very lightweight. So you get like the quilted look, but like it, it, it's easy to layer with. It's not going to keep you overheated. I know you've talked about your Atom, how it's like almost too warm for, for most of Austin's days. Oh yeah.
0: I mean, it, it gets <laughs> warm. And I, even when I was living in Michigan, I would layer underneath my Adam jacket because it was so warm that I knew that if I wore a reasonably warm underlayer, it yeah. wouldn't nec- it wasn't like I could wear a sweater in that jacket. I would have to wear like a pretty hearty thing. But it was the most comfortable I've ever been skiing because everything I was wearing was so lightweight, but I was so warm the entire time. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I yeah. can't speak highly enough about the the Adam LT stuff.
1: Uh, and then I, I'll just toss out, uh, you know, if you want to get out of here on a budget, Uniqlo, super famous for their ultra light down. Like people swear by these jackets in New York and Boston and Philadelphia, and they're under a hundred bucks. There's a hoodie version of this as well. Um, what mostly what you'll lose here is like the, this, the kind of the, the very low profile down, you're not going to get it as, 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 uh, you know, as thin basically yeah. it's like a Patagonia nano puff or the, the Arc'teryx Atom. Um, but you will get warmth and, and you'll, will get a nice looking jacket. It's 80 bucks. And then Abercrombie as well. Um, this, this is their hooded puffer and it's just like a really easy pickup. Uh, I, I bought one that was actually puffier last season, but that's what I wanted. I wanted like a bigger, kind of like more, uh, you know, just a heavier, puffier jacket. Um, but, but they clearly have they already have their, their lightweight version out now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing a really nice job on some of this stuff. Because we brought up
0: Arc'teryx and because John Duda just found some Valence pants on discount that he has purchased and been wearing. I have to ask, what's the deal with this Valence brand? It's an offshoot of Arcteryx. It's it a is. very, very high end. Yep. I know, and I'm, I'm surprised by this because it should be, it feels like something that should be in my wheelhouse of, of interest, but I haven't really found a reason to get in yet. Why, what is the draw to this? Why is it so expensive? Why do people want it?
1: So um, it's at, at least... When I was following along with it a little bit more closely a couple years ago, it almost entirely made in Canada. Okay is one big thing. Okay. I like that. And then uh it it's also like it's kind of like there there's a couple things about it. One, it's a little bit more experimental. You know, they're just taping the seams on everything. Yeah. Right? It's all bonded. It's all their latest and greatest, like fabrics, constructions, uh, you know, water resistance, waterproofability, like. It's the most technical. It's the most functional, and then the 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 way that the brand in general was pitched is that Valance was like if if regular Arcteryx is like very um, outdoorsy, mountainy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Valence is like for the city.
0: Yeah. It's that this stuff, has like the city, city look. Like yeah. this is something that you can show up to a nice restaurant in that's not like an overcoat or a top yeah. coat. And you can hand it to somebody at the coat check and they're not going to think like, oh, who's this random person? Like right. it's still very nice and high end and, and good looking. But I just I don't know. I'm such a I, I don't own that much Arcteryx but I stand behind anything I have bought from them. Yeah. I'm such a, I'm such a fan of the quality of their other mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay more to the same company for something that is yeah, just you, looks you, a little higher. You'll
1: end. likely also not find a single Arcteryx logo on anything Valence.
0: Which is interesting
1: because so. the Arcteryx logo is one that people stare at. I It is. And it's, and you know, when, when the, when the kind of the, when Arc'teryx like rain gear kind of blew up on TikTok last year, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that very much became a thing. You wanted that Arc'teryx logo. Oh yeah. So, yeah. The, so Valence kind of has the, the, if you know, you know, type thing going for it as well. And it's very, very widely talked about in like the hardcore, uh, you know, gorp online circles. Yeah. The, uh, I mean, it's crazy. You
0: know, yeah. It's crazy. The, uh, the amount that you see, I don't know. Yeah. It's just not something I've ever really known much about. No, I know it's called pronounced valence instead of valence, like I said. This valence is just, maybe it's this is just I,
1: torturing me. Look, sometimes I'm just throwing out the way the way I've said things for years w- with nobody to check me. Something so. we need
0: to do is we need to make this a thing. We need to make it a thing that we do not pronounce. we do not shame anyone's pronunciation. That that, that needs to be on our uh, bylaws of the retail therapy podcast <laughs> that we don't pronounce we don't pronunciate shame. Yeah. We are accepting here of anybody.
1: Valence is probably how you'd say the word. I, I I was just putting you know putting a little French on it or something I don't know
0: <laughs> I mean that's what I do all the time <laughs> <laughs> I always try to dress things up and then people are like no well it's pronounced carafe
1: Valence <laughs> is how they say it up in uh, British, Canadi- yeah, Brit- that's British up Canada yeah British Canada up in up
0: in, you know? up in uh, Canada that's how they say it up all. in Quebec yep, yeah no big deal this one this one is this I'm gonna have to throw this question directly at you because okay. I this is something I know nothing about. Any jewelry brands for women looking to play with masculine styles, such as you know, to go with our trousers? Yeah, we had a big trouser moment on last week's podcast. You, okay,
1: so you know what? Uh, I'm actually i'm i'm going to pass on this question. Okay, I'm going to wait until we get a female guest on. Okay, I put it I put it on here because I was going to name some brands. The more I thought about it, like like I, I just I want to wait for somebody that's actually a little bit more in touch with it. I still really like like all the gold jewelry mm-hmm. uh, on women, which I which I. You know, it, I don't know if that's hot or not. I I might be dated on that at this point.
0: Jewelry and like, and I will pretend to know a lot about a lot of things. Jewelry is something I will never pretend to know anything about.
1: Um, I I was going to name some brands like Missouri Gorgiana, which, which I think are are really good and approachable for women. And then on the higher end, like there's, there's one, I'll just, I'll just mention this one real, real quick. Uh, it's, uh, Jackie Aish, super high end, but I love the jewelry and, um, it, it, it feels like it would fit in that kind of – that 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 trouser mm-hmm. kind of tailored, you know, more tailored, very like uptown women's look.
0: If any listeners out there have any ideas for uh, female guests in fashion.
1: Yeah, but I'm not going to
0: I, I don't want to go beyond that because okay. I, I think we're – we're making good headway
1: into getting a female guest on this show.
0: Barrett's Barrett's been putting in some legwork, so we'll have some news on that in the near future. But yeah. again, if you guys have anybody that you'd like to see on the show, think think of somebody that would do well. You have a connection to them. Uh, feel free to reach out at retail.pod and send a DM. We would love to connect and do that. Uh, I, I've i gone on record saying that I would like our first guest on the pod to be in studio. After that, I think we open the floodgates and, and do some more uh, remote stuff. But yeah. Uh Let's go to the next one then, Barrett. This one was one of the most popular ones. It's something that I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you get asked a lot uh, on Club Cool and stuff. But this is something that I've experienced issues with because I've moved from a place that has a fall that starts in early September. And uh, now I live somewhere where fall starts in uh, mid-November.
1: Yeah, if
0: that. (laughs) Any advice for fall outfits in the hot South? How do I transition to a fall wardrobe when it's a hundred degrees and humid and how much longer can I wear my summer clothes if I'm living in a warm weather climate? So essentially how do we make this transition? How do we actually buy or shop for warm, uh, for, I'm sorry, fall clothing when it's still so damn warm outside, but everyone else has flipped over.
1: Yeah. Um, so this is something that I have talked about on club cool before, but I'll, 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 I'll give it to the, to the retail listeners here as well. So we live in Austin. I went to the university of Texas. There are two early October events mm-hmm. that I have on my calendar and, and, and basically until they're over, I don't really worry about like transitioning to fall. Okay. If we get a random cold snap in September, or early October, I'll, you know, I'll dig in a bin and like grab something that I like out, but I don't really, I don't really worry about it until after
0: acl and texas ou and mm-hmm. I, I i assumed that those were the two events that you would mention. acl the, the,
1: acl is a good one because it's a pretty well-known festival it doesn't have to do with niche college football rivalries <laughs> and um it, it's it essentially ends what is now like the fifth fashion season which is festival season yeah true uh you know you've got the early ones like coachella and april a bunch through the summer outside lands Lollapalooza, and then ACL is just about the latest one stateside, I believe.
0: Yeah, there in early October. Yeah, I can't really think of anything after that would be war- like. I don't but it's know, it's it's, us-
1: it's usually pretty sunny. It's usually pretty warm.
0: All everybody is wearing
1: like shorts and tanks and festival wear. Yeah, right. So it, so that still feels like the kind of the coda on summer to me here in the in the Southwest, and and can kind of translate to the Southeast as well. Um, so basically, don't worry about it until, until October. And then you, then, then you start thinking about like the, the, you know, what is, what does fall look like? What does it mean to you? We all think about scarves and chunky knit sweaters and boots and jeans and all that type of stuff. So what I always say is to like pull the color from that and like start pulling out your olives and your ochres and your oranges and your browns and like putting away, you know, your yellows and your bright blues and your pastels and like your, your brighter colors. Okay. And essentially just start, gra- start, you know, start gradually moving over to that fall color palette. And you'll, you'll, you'll start getting the, the vibe. You're right. You'll You're shift absolutely the vibe, right.
0: Will. We haven't shifted any vibes <laughs> in way too long. I was going through. I, I had to clean out my closet uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was going through and I was making a pile of my – I had three piles for, sh- for T-shirts. I had nice T-shirts that I can wear to dinners in Austin. Casual city. I had t-shirts that I can sweat in profusely and not feel guilt about it. And then I had long sleeve t-shirts. I found a long sleeve t-shirt the other day that brought so much joy to my life that I forgot that I had purchased like two years ago. I bought one of the organic uh, cotton tees from Noah, long sleeve, that is a Merlot color. Mm. And I, I completely forgot that I even bought this. It was one of those shirts that was in a pile but tucked in. And I had, I have not worn this for years and, and just seeing that kind of Merlot color, I was like, Ooh, okay. This is a perfect shirt for when it's still very warm outside, Yeah, but I kind of want to usher in those fall vibes, shift them in, even
1: shift them in. And and then here's the thing that I think that, that I've always noticed that you're pretty good about and that I've probably mentioned before, but sometimes you just got to kind of force it. Yeah. You just, yeah. you know, if if the high is going to be 78, but the morning's 52, mm-hmm. you just got to put on the lightweight jacket or the crew neck sweater or the, or, you know, your cotton sweaters or your jeans or, or whatever. And just, and just, just get out there in it. Yep. And yep. yeah, when you leave work. You'll be hot as fuck.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm well known to but in uh, the morning and at the office. You'll be great. Oh, I'm well known to if it's 60 in the morning, I will toss on a sweatshirt and I will wear that to the office. Yeah, and I will sit in air conditioning all day <laughs> as if it is still 60 degrees outside. But in 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 beautiful Austin here, we have the problem that that occurs where you find yourself dressing for one season in the morning, and by the time lunch rolls around, you're way overdressed for the weather that is. It's like Oh, no. In the morning, it was 60, and now it's 85 degrees. Yep. So have fun in your, uh, your long, uh, you know, thick carpenter pants at, at your outdoor lunch because you're going to be sweating through those things <laughs> in, in no time.
1: Yeah, it's, un- it's kind of unfortunate because we, you know, we can layer here. You can do a t-shirt and then a cardigan and then a jacket or whatever, and then you kind of shed those layers. But you can't shed your pants. No. You know? No. Unless There's you no... get the zip-off ones. You, know, you, you can, can go full right outdoor, outdoor voices. Outdoor voices. Trying to bring yeah. those back. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Out of nowhere, and this has nothing to do with fall fashion at all, out of nowhere, my favorite pair of, the, of athletic shorts that I've been wearing lately have been a pair of outdoor voices shorts.
1: Yeah. I didn't see this happen. Do you still wear your outdoor voices Sunday
0: shorts? Uh, I have them. The issue that I have with them is that I wish they were an inch and a half shorter.
1: Dude, yeah, that's what happened to me too. I still, they are still kind of like my go-to house shorts, mm-hmm. but over the course of the last four years, basically, uh, I, yeah, the that that kind of that progression has been made, and I put them on, and I wish that they were an inch and a half
0: shorter. I think I'm just yeah. going to take them in. I think the next time I go in, I'm just going to say take take these down a couple inches. I yeah. need them because I, I, I they're worth keeping. Um, I, I absolutely love wearing them and like my, I don't want to, I don't want to gas up my brother-in-law too much, but he still wears his all the time and he looks, he looks great in them. Like he, he has long legs that, mm-hmm. that work with the length and I see them and then I put mine on and I'm like, these are hitting me in the knee. I need, I need them to be a little shorter. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it. I like, I feel like I should have some type of encouraging words for people that are living in hot, hot weather States at this time that are trying to transition into fall but like I'm just as desperate and hopeless as these people are. I just don't I have no faith in in the weather ever changing and so I just start forcing it. I just start I I made uh I pretty much made pot roast this weekend cuz I was like, <laughs> "You know what? It's fall." I Man, I have it yeah. in my blood. It's in my DNA that the second Labor Day happens, it's fall for me. Yeah. Like my my mindset right now is that it's fall, I'm just not there yet because like I'm about to be on vacation that, so I'm not going to worry about that's
1: it. one thing that I'm always okay with is just like you know starting soup season early yeah cuz it's really something that I miss mm-hmm. uh and it's like it's the best meal prep that's the best way to um you know to 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 basically get a bunch of meals for the week in fall you know It's yeah. so much easier than like portioning out this and that and this and that. Oh, so.
0: Sally made a bunch of zuppa Toscana the other day. Just she just got this straight Ooh. up Olive Garden uh, yeah. recipe, and we just have a giant tub of it sitting in our fridge. And that's all I've been eating. I, I've I've fully gone uh, George Costanza meme, and I have shifted into soup mode. It's soup season.
1: It's almost we're almost there. You're already there.
0: I just saw something. I, sh- I shouldn't have gone on Twitter, but I saw I saw another tweet about how ALD needs to absolutely get Costanza. Yeah, they got to get Costanza. They have to. It's absolutely. their play. Do you think maybe this is a slow play? Maybe maybe be. for the the second uh, wave of releases from ALD, they're going to drop the Costanza on us. <laughs> it would just be perfect. Oh, that's all the questions that we have today, Barrett.
1: Yeah, there were a lot, um, and 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 I definitely want to to you know to come back to it a- to a bunch of these. So what if? I, I don't know how we'll tackle more of them, um, but I, I would say to look out for, for, for something. I have to, an, to I
0: have an idea more. that I will pitch to you off air that I think could, uh, could, could be good for both us and the listeners.
1: Yeah. A lot of them are kind of like lightning round, like, you know, like pretty quick answer type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I thought it was good today that we carved out like some common thread questions that a lot of people were,
0: were yeah. asking. So pretty much every question we answered today was something that was a general theme, like more than 5% of listeners yeah. asked this exact topic. So when you add all that up, it, it makes sense. Well, that's all she wrote for today. Uh, Like I said, uh, if you haven't already, go back and listen to our episode about the Kith, uh, Jerry Seinfeld kind of, you know, drop from Tuesday. And outside of that, I guess we'll see you in, I guess, two weeks. Yeah. All right. It's been real.